The front yard has this big pond with a turtle sanctuary where people who uh, buy turtles in, and put them in little tanks, they, they, they realize how stupid that is. And then they come to me and they, they, they put the turtles in this, this really nice pond. It's basically the, the turtles, it's, it's a heaven for, for a turtle. And um, then there's the, the whole facade. So there's, it's rare that the, I don't have somebody standing in front of my house checking it out. That was Gennaro from Eco Brooklyn, who joins us on the podcast today. Uh, fantastic to chat to him all the way from Brooklyn. Um, we had a really, really good chat about his his life in gardening and how he got into doing living walls uh, and how he's, his business has gone from strength to strength, really. A really, really good chat. He's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to living walls. Um, a fantastic conversation. Um, so we're in the middle of the show season. Um, and when this goes out, we're just lit. I'll probably literally be in a van on the way up to BBC Gardener's World, uh, where we've got a, a huge stand this year. We've got um, two kind of two stands really. They're all intertwined. We've got our traditional stand where we're doing our herbs and chilies, and we've got a grow kit stand, um, which is a fantastic uh, display made purely up from grow kits, uh, with the exception of a house that my dad's built in the middle of it or the facade of a house at least um so yeah if you're going to garden as well uh then yeah really worth uh popping along um and you'll be able to win the uh the grow kits off the stand as well so definitely worth uh paying a visit um so without further ado let's start the podcast hi you're listening to plants and me the podcast that is all about plants gardening and the people who are passionate about them with your host alan lodge Welcome to the podcast, Gennaro. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Yeah, really nice. Can you tell us where you are? Right now, I'm in an industrial parking lot in Williamsburg, New York. Uh, That's uh, that's Brooklyn. Right. Okay, and you're saying it's a bit drizzly there. It's a little bit drizzly, yeah. Our, Our plants are getting some water today. Excellent. And what time is it there at the moment? Right now, it's 11 o'clock in the morning. Okay, excellent. Yeah, so it's the afternoon for us. The sun's actually shining. We're, we've got a little bit of break in the drizzle at the moment. Nice. Yeah, which is really nice. Um, so tell us a little bit about what you do. Well, um, my, I install living walls. It's, uh, it's, it's a bit of an art form. Um, so I guess I would call myself an artist. Hmm. And uh, the, the canvas that I use or the... the the paint that I use are, are living plants, and um, I arrange them in different ways depending on what what I feel like doing or whether I have sp- specific instructions from the client hmm. to make a, a pattern or different aesthetic choices are made as I install it. Okay, and how did you get into that? Well, it, it was a very circuitous uh, process. It, I, I studied uh, comparative religion and creative writing in, in college and and then I, I was a photographer for about 10 years hmm. and um, one I bought a house and and I had a, a loan lined up to do the construction of the house uh, and and then this was in 2008 and the 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 bank that was giving me the loan went bankrupt hmm. and so I was forced to renovate the house myself 
and um, in that process, I, 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 I didn't realize it at the time, but I was building in a very ecological green way. And um, other people started asking me to renovate their houses. And part of the renovation was doing green roofs and living walls and natural swimming pools. And I, I realized that's what I really love doing. So I, I narrowed it down and then I narrowed it down even further. And now all I do is, is uh, green walls. Hmm. And when you say green walls, uh, that's always living plants? Yeah, the, the, the term gets thrown around loosely. The, a green wall, somebody might call a, a, some, a wall with fake plastic plants a green <laughs> wall. Um, another, another one is uh, dried moss. They, they put dried moss on the wall and it, it looks alive, but it's not. It's dried. And um, some people call that a green wall, or they might even call it a living wall, but it's not. Um, but the the I don't do those. I the the, the what I do is I, I take plants and I and I hang them on the wall. I use a growing medium. Um, it's called water grip, uh, and it's it's like a sponge-like material that we we make holes into it, and we plug the plants into the hole. So when it comes to growing green walls. I imagine it's harder than you it actually appears to be. Well, there's there there are plants on the wall and then there are are lush landscaped uh walls that just look completely green. Um uh, so it's it's easy to throw a couple of plants up on the wall, but for it to look really beautiful and and overflowing with life and and greenery uh, re- requires that the plants be super happy uh, because mm. they're they're for the most part they're not really in their natural habitat on um, being on, on the on the side of a wall um, so to accomplish that requires knowledge of um, how to use a timer and how to regulate the pressure of the water so that the, the whole wall gets an equal amount of watering and um, likewise the it, it requires a, a knowledge of, of lumens and, and how light falls onto a wall and how, how it decreases as it goes down. Um, mm. So the, those technical sides are, are I, didn't, I didn't really realize you needed to know that, but um, after I killed a couple of walls, I, I learned. And um, now we've pretty much got it down. Yeah, and are people looking for a particular type of look? I notice your green walls are very, very lush and green, and I almost want to say a bit like a jungle, really. Um, they're not plants that I don't believe would grow outside in the UK, but New York's quite cold. Well, there's uh, the, the indoor walls and then the outdoor walls. Mm. Uh, the, the indoor walls use tropical plants that you could use anywhere as long as you're indoors and uh if you're in a southern environment like uh where where the winters are are very temperate you could even use those plants outside hmm. but um that's not the case here it's it's not the case in england um in, in, in for the exterior plants so what what we need to use here in new york are plants that are evergreen and that look good in the dead of winter. So um, we, we have to pick those plants accordingly. And, and they, New York is, is zone seven. 
Uh, so th that that's uh, what when you're buying plants, you, you would look at what zone you're in. Hmm. But I always buy plants that are that are as hardy for one zone colder, which would be zone six, uh, just because they're so exposed on the wall that they get more extreme temperature changes than a plant that would be in the ground. Yeah, definitely. And when you're, I mean, there's obviously very famously some very tall buildings. How high up do you construct these? Well, uh, theoretically, you can you can go as high as, as you want. The, the growing medium is uh, really great because the, the roots are able to go into it and and that that locks the plant in uh, because the, the the biggest factor on outdoor living walls that are high is the wind mm -hmm. so um, the if you if you plant the plants in the spring or the the early summer they have enough time to get their uh, good root hold and um, then you don't have to worry about plants falling on people's heads. <laughs> Has that ever happened? Um, no, <laughs> but but I still worry about it because it could it could happen. Yeah, quite, and because they're, they're planted right into the media, they're not in a pot or anything. Exactly. Um, there there are there, there's several. There, there's three main types of of living wall. Um, holders one is is just like a pot where you, you you take the the plant out of its the pot that came it came in with from the store and you just put it in there with the the soil and it just sits in the pot and um, you, you run an irrigation line and it drips into it uh, that one is not ideal because the the plants can easily be blown out hmm. uh, the the second most the, the the second technique is using felt, and you you staple the felt to the wall, and then you cut a slit in it, and you put the the plant into the into the slit. It's like a little pocket. Mm. Um, that one works great for wind, but it doesn't give you the immediate effects because you can see the felt when you plant it. It takes a, a couple seasons to really fill out. Um, uh, but it, it is good for wind issues, and uh, that's the one that the, the the grandfather of all living walls, uh, Patrick Blanc, he uses that system. Right. My experience is that that system, although it's it's great for the the plants in a in a moderate environment, the the roots are incredibly exposed in a more extreme environment because it's all it has is felt holding the roots so um, the plants t have a tendency to, to freeze um, and the, the third system the system that I use is uh, this sponge like material that has um, a little bit of insulation value so the, the plants can survive a, a colder winter and the, the roots, like I said, go, can grow into the sponge and hold on so the wind doesn't take them away. Mm. Um, so it's, it's really a superior system, in my opinion. And uh, my experience of living walls in particular, um, there's some in London, but not a huge amount, is actually at flower shows um, where I've seen them. They're only up for a very short period of time. And I've often wondered how practical they are on a day-to-day -day living type 
point of view. Is that down to selection of plants or care or a bit of everything? Um, yeah, it's it's a bit of everything. The the ones that you see that are up for a couple of days are literally just pots on the wall, and um, th- after the show, they'll they'll just take them down, and they don't have any irrigation up there for the most part. Um, but w- when you're aiming for, I mean, I'm aiming for for indefinite times. Uh, I would I would like the the living wall to last for for as long as I want it to last, and um, in that case you you really need to get the watering and the lighting down. Um, the the, the it's 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 really very simple at at the end of the day, but you you just need to know the the plumbing and electric uh, requirements. Hmm. And is that that's watering as well as feeding? I assume. Yeah, that's a good point. The, the feeding happens uh, in, in, intravenously, so to speak. So it, it's, it, we put the, the feeding into the water as it, as it goes into the wall. Hmm. So are you doing the day-to-day care of these walls as well? Yeah, we do that. Um, but the, the business model I have is really based on uh, as small amount of maintenance as possible. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not hoping to make lots of money on maintenance. I, I'm I'm selling the walls as as almost maintenance free. So um, what what I do is I guarantee it for the first six months because that's really when the plants might die because of the, they might not survive the transition, or we might not get the watering right, we might not get the lighting right. It, it takes a a little bit of time to to get all that stuff right. Hmm. So we're tweaking the wall as we go. Um, but but we pay for that and then after six months pretty much every wall is established and after that if you want a perfect wall uh, we we might have to come every month but uh, there's some walls that I haven't visited for years and and um, the clients still very happy with that it must be really nice to be driving past them or walking past those and see those up yeah, it's great. Um, the the flip side is sometimes I'll lose some sleep thinking of how many walls are out there that could fail on me. <laughs> and what type of person is is looking for a living wall? Well, unfortunately, living walls are not cheap. Hmm. Um, I'm I'm doing everything I can to bring the price down, but the materials are expensive. the 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 trades that I need to install them are expensive. Um, so, from that point of view, you, you need to have some money to uh, be able to afford one. And uh, in terms of what kind of person is attracted to it, it's, it, t- it tends to be people who are in touch with, with nature in general. Um, they're, they're not afraid of nature. They, 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 they get uh, joy and nourishment from nature. And those are the kind of people who, who really appreciate a living wall because it's if you're if you're open to nature and, and what it can offer a living wall is is really a magical experience. Um, it's there's something about the plants being up on this wall that's that's it's like magic and um, it's quite awe inspiring. Mm. So it, it 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 tends to be a person who who can see the the spiritual side of nature as well. 
Excellent. And you mentioned you you well, you certainly didn't come at your your beginning of your career wasn't in horticulture. So what's your first experiences of planting and, and gardening? Well, um, I I started when I was fourteen I, as a, as a gardener I, uh, planting roses for for this this rich lady. Um, she she was very nice to me and. Um, I, I got work f- from her for a couple of years, and um, then later on, uh, when I was around sixteen, I I decided that I wanted to be a photographer. But I realized that the path of a photographer is can be quite difficult financially. So I decided right then and there that I was going to be uh, in. I was going to do construction to pay for my photography. Mm. So. I've been doing construction my whole life, and um, I've been doing art my whole life. And and the living walls is just a beautiful synthesis of art and uh, the technical side of construction. Yeah, and I'm imagining, and certainly when I look at your website, and and everyone should go and check it out, if nothing else, just for the pictures, um, I imagine that artistic eye really comes into it a lot. It's huge, yeah. It, it's 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 a, identical to painting on a canvas. Uh, your your considerations are texture, uh, three dimensionality, color, different colors, and how you match the colors up. Um, it it really is a, a very creative process. It's it's incredibly satisfying uh, for me to do. Hmm. And you've got living wall at home. I have a bunch. I have uh, I, my, the facade of my my house is is a is a living wall, the entire facade, and then inside, I have uh, three sizable living walls, uh, and I'm and I'm building more as we speak. Excellent. It must be a very it must be a really relaxing place to live. It's it's a little bit of a tourist attraction actually. The the front. The front yard has this big pond with a turtle sanctuary where people who uh, buy turtles in, and put them in little tanks, they, they, they realize how stupid that is. And then they come to me and they, they, they put the turtles in this, this really nice pond. It's basically the, the turtles. It's, it's a heaven for, for a turtle. And um, then there's the, the whole facade. So there's, it's rare that the, I don't have somebody standing in front of my house checking it out. <laughs> interesting um and a few things we always ask people um and taking you back to when you first started with the uh, living walls and things like that was there a particular book or person you've already mentioned someone um who who inspired you and really got you get into it and thought right i'm gonna do this well that that really would be patrick blanc um his work is uh, he's been doing this since the 70s and his work is all over the world um, if you if you just Google living walls, it's a very good chance his his work is going to come up. And um, I've I've actually I've never met him. Uh, he, he's he's French, and um, he he really inspired me to to start doing living walls. He he showed what was possible, and um, on many levels I'm I'm not I'm not there yet uh, to his level, but uh, I. I certainly get inspiration from his work. Hmm. 
Excellent. Uh, in terms of a book, I, I there, there's not a lot out there. Uh, there, there are a couple of living wall books, and I, I do recommend you buy them, uh, th just for the visuals. But mm. there's, there's not a, there's really no book out there that's a how-to of living walls that's that's of any depth. And is that something we could see you doing in the future? Um, probably not. I, I tend to be more. Um, on the creative side of just wanting to build more walls, uh, I'm not. I, I'm not. At at this point in my life, I'm 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 not really in the educational side, but I, I think that's a pretty normal trajectory for people to do to end up in education. So I could see myself doing that later. Yeah, yeah. And with living walls, uh, I'm assuming it's a little bit similar to a normal garden but is there a particular tool or a bit of equipment that you always have with you when you're maintaining them right um you don't uh yeah <laughs> a ladder you need a ladder <laughs> that's pretty much it you need a ladder and and just a vigilant eye because the the water can fail at any time the the timer could could run out of batteries or just fail in general and uh, you only have a couple days to catch it. If you if you don't catch it during those couple days, then the plants are going to die. Um, so it's a little bit nerve wracking. Mm. Um, the 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 main thing is just to to have somebody who's aware of their surroundings. So if they have the living wall in their house, that they'll notice if it starts to look dry. Mm. And when I'm working walking around the nursery, um, we often look at a plant, um, and certainly people who don't work on the nursery often question me how I even notice that something maybe needs a bit of feed or from afar needs watering. Is that the same sort of look when you go past the living wall? Yes, absolutely. The The plants, you, you want to look if they if they look scraggly. Um, and if they do, the, there's two causes of that. One, one would be a lack of light and then the other one would be a lack of nutrients. So if it's getting plenty of light, you know it's time to give it nutrients. Uh, and um, just in general, we, we know our walls and we know when was when the last time we gave them nutrients is. So we, we're pretty good at staying on top of that. And when they're inside, you're using LED lighting? Yeah, we are. The, the, the LED technology, I, I use uh, these lights from uh, Sunlight, S-U-N-L-I-T-E. Uh, they're specially built for growing plants. Uh, but they're full spectrum, so they're not those uh, horrible green, uh, blue and red lights that that you see in some grow rooms. Where you know th these these are full spectrum. They they look like sunlight. Uh, there's it's a it's a bright white light. It's perfect for a living wall. Mm. And if you've got a long, tall living wall, you having to position them all the way down the wall, I imagine. If you have a really tall wall, then what you have you 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 put the lights on the ceiling, and you'll have more than one line of lights. So you'll have one at, let's say the the wall is uh, three three meters tall. Uh, you'll you'll have one line of lights uh, that are that's a meter from the wall up on the ceiling, and then you'll have another line of lights that's a meter and a half from the wall uh, that that gets the bottom part of the wall. 
Oh, okay, I see. And I've seen, and I don't know where it is just for exhibitions and things like that, I've seen edible living walls. Have you had any experience of those? Yeah, they. I, I call them a working wall. Um, and they... they edible plants, um, in general, don't fill out as, as lushly and, and um, fully as, as some of the tropical plants. So the wall tends to look a little bit more sparse, and um, and of course you're you're harvesting the the food from the wall. So if you're if you're if you've, if you've got lettuce or spinach, you're cutting the leaves. So the the wall is always going to look a little bit like uh, unkept, but uh, it's it's certainly possible to grow leafy greens. Uh, you can grow strawberries. You can um, you could even grow melons and watermelons and and just ha- make sure you know the, the the plant would be in the wall and they would it would have a trail down to the ground where the where the fruit would be growing hmm. uh, which is pretty cool yeah, I can imagine in somewhere like New York or, or London close to us um, where real estate's so expensive if you want to grow your own it's a good a good way of doing it you know that's that's a very good point that it, it applies to all living walls um, New York City real estate is is very expensive and uh, if you if you own a piece of property you're, the the ground space is is really important and so this allows you to have massive amounts of nature in your space without sacrificing any floor space uh, so building up, in, in a place like New York is 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 really a great fit. Um, so I, 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 the future of living walls in New York City is, is very positive. Mm. And is it something you need? I mean, obviously you're an expert in it. Is it something you have to have an expert come in and, and fit one for you? Or can people sort of do a bit of trial in themselves? I think that you could, if you're, if you're at all handy, uh, you, you could have a wall uh, you could build a wall. Uh, it's it's not going to look as as good as a professional's wall. I I, I hate to say it. But I I wish it it wasn't like that. But uh, it it's just that you need to know. You need to be a plumber, electrician, and and a little bit of an engineer to to be able to make it look perfect. Um, and but but that's the difference between uh, plants that are really really happy and plants that are just kind of getting by. It's um, you can still have a, a wall; it's just not going to look as amazing. Yeah, quite. And and that's often the case with something like that. And and I know from our experience, just with hanging baskets and things like that, um, which are nowhere near as technical as a living wall. Even those, when you compare a professional's to to an amateur, uh, it takes a lot of trial and error, if nothing else. Yes, it definitely does. There's a lot of mistakes that you can make. Hmm. And mentioning mistakes, that segues to a question we ask everyone. You've mentioned a couple of failures and things like that. Have you got a noticeable failure when it comes to living walls? Well, there's, there's a we, we screw up in many ways. One of the, one of the way is uh, the 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 water trough at the base of the wall starts to leak uh, because the the rubber the, the, we build the troughs out of for the most part we we build them out of wood and then we we coat them in in a waterproof rubber membrane and sometimes the wood uh, as it ages it it 
it it bends and and moves a little bit and it could create a leak so that's that's really an unpleasant situation when your client calls you up and the nice floor is is buckling because there's a leak um, the the other issue is that the lack of water at, at the at the top the, there'll be a, some sort of failure at, uh, from the irrigation line and half of your wall dies and and that's always unfortunate for for the most part we'll we'll just replace the plants without any questions asked um, but um, you know sometimes it, it's it's clearly the client's fault like they might have turned off the the, the water for some reason um, in which case they, they acknowledge that and, and and they pay for the new plants yeah quite okay and um, just from from this side um, of the world uh, we've seen the odd very very extreme weather in New York over the last uh, few years has that hit you quite hard yes it has um, you, you know, as 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 somebody who's really interested in the environment and and uh, the the direction of the planet's ecology, I I'm quite aware of the, what what scientists are predicting, and um, what that means for living walls is that we're going to have to pick more and more plants that are okay with extreme temperature changes. Uh, so, right now, on average, New York City is zone seven, uh, but that doesn't mean that it you can't get incredibly cold for for quite a long period of time during the winter. Or the flip side, it could get really, really hot and dry during the summer uh, because of global warming. The extremes are are, are becoming more and more pronounced. Um, so I think what that means for a living wall builder on for outside walls is that we're going to have to just use hardier and hardier plants so our, our selection of plants might might go down yeah uh, yeah i noticed you use ferns and bits and pieces in there but uh, certainly from the pictures there's a few in there that i'm guessing maybe in the next five years you won't be able to use it's very possible yes um we right now we we like to use uh, evergreens uh for this this zone which which is uh, things like coral bells, or another name for them is ukara. Um, we like to use boxwood, and uh, some grasses work really well. Uh, ferns, we've I love ferns. Ferns are amazing for indoor plants, uh, for indoor living walls. But we, we have we haven't really found a fern that works well outside yet, uh, that can survive the winter. Okay, and if people were wanting to look, and certainly I recommend them looking at your website. If you, um, where can we direct people so they can find out more about you and and Eco Brooklyn? Well, one really fun uh, place to look at our work is uh, is on Instagram. It's eco dot brooklyn dot com. Oh no, sorry, it's just eco dot brooklyn. Um, that would be the Instagram uh, label. And then uh, on our portfolio on our website, ecobrooklyn.com, has a lot of photos. Excellent. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for joining us. It's been really, really interesting, something I haven't dabbled with, but one day I've got an area where I'm thinking about a living wall. Oh, great. Well, c call me up and I'll, I'll give you some pointers. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Plants and Me podcast. 
We'll be back soon. If you can't get enough of all things plant-related, pop over to plants-uk.co.uk. And if you enjoy our podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us.